Hi, and welcome. I'm Barb. And I'm Rafaela. And this is Recovery, Recovery 201. 201. Woohoo! Second time's a charm. Hi, Rafaela. How are you? I'm doing good today. Better than the other day. <laughs> Better than the other day. Six weeks in quarantine Not the best is taking it. the first day. But. <laughs> So the first day of quarantine and the 45th day of quarantine. Tell oh, us. Oh, I'm, I'm ready. I'm done. Like, I don't want to, like, this new norm no more. And I think I'm having this for a while still, you know. And I'm overwhelmed. Like, a lot of things happening at the same time. I started work a day before all this, which is all new to me. And I started homeschooling the same day. And it's all new to me. I'm with my kid every day, every hour, every second of the day. And um, I'm out of my comfort zone. It's a lot. Fast. And I feel like giving up every day. So Friday, not every day, Friday, everything came like happening at the same time. I had to leave my meeting to go ugly cry in the bathroom. Now, you know I'm not even a big crier. Yeah. I had to, like, literally... <gasps> and it was only 11 a.m. <gasps> and I... Yes. I was like, how am I going to make this? I Let can't try, and I'm like, I'm leaving. I'm leaving this place. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen... Going anywhere. No, I... There's nowhere to go. <laughs> there's nowhere to go. You can't go anywhere. You just have to throw your tantrum, go to the garage, and then cry for a little while, and then you come back in, and you're well, like, nothing ever happened. Pleasure, you know, involved. <laughs> That's what I do. So my kids, so my older kids work, and they work at night, so it's kind of nice. Um, because then I get the evenings, you know, everybody's home all day, but they sleep most of the day, and then they go to work at around 3. But, um, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, everyone is home all day long, 72 hours straight. Like, it is pure, unadulterated torture. And not just for me, for everyone. Like, I really try to stay out of everyone's space, you know. But, I'm like, oh no, Sunday night... I'm like, oh no, it's almost Monday. Oh no. And not that I have to go to work, but because everyone's going to be home. <laughs> and just... I resent Ryan sometimes because he's still, he's still working. You know, it's just him and dad at the office. And, and they're essential too. So he, he still goes to work, which I'm grateful for, even though, you know, it's not it's not the same because the sales and everything has gone down extremely but um still trying to live on that attitude of gratitude but i kind of resent him because i'm like oh i'm gonna work too now you know it's been sick took me six years to get a job right and then i'm like oh no sit down you're still home all day (laughs) (laughs) oh man you know i'm grateful that i actually am working and that we're healthy and that you know so i try to i think Friday, just everything happened at the same time. I was trying to sign Patrick up for school, and then, you know, I couldn't get into the into the safe to get 
paperwork to no. the school and oh, then no. Ryan took the key that opened with like it was I was just like what is happening why can't nothing work out and then I had like three meetings Patrick's meetings weren't working for school so we couldn't get him in, like it was just and I'm like you're 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 making me stress just telling me it about was, it it was stressful <laughs> I'm telling you I was literally crying because I don't even know. Yeah, what the and guy you, asked me you, on you I think I've seen you cry like three times. I'm not a crier, Mm-mm. you know. Like I'm normally like, no, we can do these. Let's I cry the all the time. That's just no. Me. I <laughs> ugly cry. I didn't cry. I, I had to leave the meeting and ugly cry. My boss was messaging like, if you need anything, let me know. I'm just like, thanks. Let's not talk about it. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's funny. And now he sent me like links and stuff. And I didn't even open, so it expired because I took the weekend completely off. So Good. this morning, I'm like, um, I need you to resend me those links again. That's okay. Yeah. You needed a weekend off, you know? It's fine. It's all fine. Well, let's relax for a little bit and talk to um, your friend. I'm so excited. I just met her on Zoom. Um, Jessica. Welcome, Jessica. Hi, ladies. Hi. Hi. I know I'm gonna stalk you on Instagram now, just so you know. Yeah. No. <laughs> no, she only posts like really good stuff, like about health, exercise, like it's great. Okay, good. Like things I didn't even know about foods and all kinds of that. Because I'm into that. Not like you, I'm not knowledgeable like that, but like I love learning about stuff like that, you know. Yeah, I love nutrients. Thank God. <laughs> you know? And God, yeah. Good. Right? He's the number one nutrient, right? Exactly. Yeah. So Jessica, when have you started? When did God change your life? Completely derailed my life in such a good way. And where do you come from? Like tell, like resume, like, you know, normally I say I'm a recovery drug addict. Yeah. Yeah. Introduce yourself. Where have you come from? Um, where have I come from? So I guess long story short from like raised in Detroit, you know, like, like a lot of people, a really tough like upbringing, had a lot of loss, um, and had um, a lot of like addiction in my family and stuff. And I, um, you know, decided I was going to go off to Vegas and like have a performance career and everything. And um, and I did. And it just like I think we all start off with a certain like moral compass, and then over time you just get desensitized, and then you just like the parties and the atmosphere and the like sexuality and sensuality just like you know just it just got really chaotic really insane um I was like a big raver partier you know I just started dabbling darker and darker I feel like I started off as this like bubbly performer girl you know just wanted to you know colors and woo and I got to this really and I look back at pictures like a dark space um where everything I did was like getting darker and darker and I was getting closer and closer it's like farther away from these lines that I had set in the beginning like they were so far uh, I crossed all of my own boundaries and was dabbling into some things that were really starting to scare me I was looking at them like whoa I'm oh really to yeah I just I, I felt the spiritual warfare and stuff and I wasn't ready to um, give my life to God yet and I wasn't thinking about God I was Buddhist um, and I just saw so much darkness around me like spiritual warfare and stuff like I've been Burning Man like seven times and then like all these like electronic events there was always dark imagery 
And I was like, well, aren't we at this happy rave? I'm so con- I'm confused why there's so much spiritual warfare just weaved through so many things. And I was always asked to do like porn. Um, a lot of times I was asked to do, um, you know, prostitution, that kind of thing. And I was offered just like loads of money. And I was like, I'm not even, <laughs> why are you offering so much money? Anyway, uh, loads <laughs> of money. And I started to question it when I had just, you know, gone into it to be a performance artist. And I, I got to do a lot of like, things that were on my, my goals list and all that stuff, but it started to get, you know, rubbing elbows with these really wealthy people and like success was just getting like bigger and bigger. It's like, I could see really like this larger, like success, like right there in my reach. And it just felt like there was so much demonic activity. If I were to grab that, ah. feel that pressure. And I was like, what's going on? And so I, I guess I just tuned into the spiritual warfare and why everybody around me was talking about the devil. When we were at these happy events, like so-called, I was like, why is everybody like doing devil worship? They believe the devil is real, then then God's got to be, you know, so it made me question. Yeah, how can the devil be real and God not be real? Right, exactly. I don't understand. (laughs) Why is he everywhere? Like, I feel like everything gets, like, dark and demonic, and, like, everybody's music has this, like, dark imagery, like, all these things. I'm like, something is really strange here. <laughs> and, like, I guess I started to tune in to, tune in to why I felt so much spiritual warfare, and it, um, and I got darker and darker. Again, my, like, moral compass completely just started going, like, way AWOL, and um, I was on, you know, doing a lot of drugs, sleeping around a lot, um, offer tons of money for, you know, to be, like, a high-end prostitute and stuff, and I was like, if I do that, that's going to kill me, and it, like, even the thought of it, like, I started to step closer, I never did it, but, like, the thought of it started to really kill my soul, that I was really wearing myself down in a way that was, like, a shell of who I formerly was. Mm. And I think, you know, once we cross that line, like, our own moral line, Mm. you know, because it's so, it's so accessible acceptable in the world of entertainment that it it doesn't feel that bad right Mm -hmm. because it's so in your face all the time at least with me i was like i'll never do this i'll never do that and then it's on your face all the time other people are doing it and it feels normal and then you know you get all these offers of money at least for me, you know, and I was like, oh, why not? I'm already doing this. I mean, what is just an extra over there, you know, and, and that's how like it progressed for me too, you know what I mean? Like, because I never even was a go-go dancer. I was a model. I did runway New York, like, and then, you know, on the times that I wasn't doing, I was like, oh, why not? Mm. And then one thing progressed to the other, less clothes, less this, more money. And, you know, and sleeping around, I took pride on that. I took pride that I was single and I could do anything. Oh yeah, I'll take guys to my house. I'll drive and I'll give them campfire, you know, like so they can leave me because no sleeping over. Like I would take pride on those things. I would take pride that I never got paid because oh, I'll do it for free. Like I don't need the money for that. Or you know, I would take pride on those things that <laughs> it's awesome. Yes. And yeah, now okay. you think about it. Now you're like, what? What I mean. Yeah. What? Who am, who am I even hurting? Oh, changed. Yeah. yeah, and I think the more, like, the toxicity or, like, just, um, you know, the amount of alcohol, like, you're sort of, um, it's so widely acceptable in these circles to, like, drink even while you're at work and to, like, um, 
he was encouraged. That's one thing that I notice about Vegas and Vegas performers is that they drink a lot. Is that it's so acceptable. It's it's like in the show. Yeah. Yeah. So what were you performing? Um, so I was, um, like a fire performer. I did a lot of like dance related stuff. So, um, lots of dance from like go-go dancing to shows to, um, like some of the ongoing like performance, like shows and things like weekly shows and casinos. And, um, I did a lot of like global travel with different groups and things like that. Um, and got to travel the world, you know, traveled the U.S. and then, um, I started to go darker, like into, well, I don't want to say like in a judgment, non-judgmental kind of way, but I, I started to take that into strip clubs. I wanted to get out of Vegas and I found, um, like a manager who was doing like kind of shows like that. Cause I was in all these choreographed shows in Vegas that were topless. I was like, well, why not just go to the strip club, you know, and right. do all this. And it was loads of money, loads of money. And I was like, okay, I want to get out of Vegas. I want to just, you know, and uh, I, I don't care. I want to, like, I'm going to go make a bunch of money or whatever. And so it was just loads, like, loads of money. And then it's <laughs> and hard to get out of, right? It was. And I think that's the tough thing for a lot of entertainers is, like, when you leave that industry, you're like, okay, what's plan B? What do I do? And then, like, real world is like, okay, I'm going to make $15 an hour. You know, you start, like, all these little things in your head just tried i tried many times you know to be a translator and to do all these other things but i don't have any family here i had to support myself and the type of lifestyle that i lived right the money that i made doing yeah. other things did not really cover right but even i mean cars and this and that and it's not like i was willing yeah. to move anything differently you know so it was like you always keep bringing me straight back to this day i get emails hey do you want fifteen hundred dollars for whatever and this and that and i'm just like no you know it's easier to yeah. say no because my life has changed but back then it was hard you know because i feel like it kept it was like this, this cycle yeah that you know and and this fight within myself but I needed the money, and I liked the, the lifestyle that that yeah. brought me, you know? Yeah. Was yeah, I, I think the fame was, like, like this idea that I needed fame in order to feel validated, and then using my sexuality in a way that, like, I needed that kind of attention in order to feel like, um, like I was valuable or something. Right. And it was so empty, and I just remember, like, just being so empty, and I was working so hard. I was so exhausted, because I just, like, never took a break, and there, it was just constant, and I was just, like, obsessing over all of it, you know, over money, over, you know, men, over drugs, over alcohol, all of it was just, like, consumed me, and it's like, I kind of stepped back for a second, and I was like, this is miserable, like, this is so miserable. Right. And you have everything, like, people think that is success. Like, you start to get fame, you start to get money, you know, you get money, you're getting attention, you're getting, you know, people are, like, start to worship. Like, if you, you know, they'll start to worship you in a way. I don't know if you felt that way modeling. I'm sure you did. Um, yeah. We're, so it's everything you think, like, you people want. And once you're there, you're like, this is miserable. This is not it. This is it's not It's just love. like a hole that it's not filled. 
you yeah. know, we, at least for me, I put all my hope in the wrong places, like in people, in money, in, in work. I worked a lot, even though my life was dysfunctional, I still work to, to pretty much the end of, you know, I work. The last time I got arrested, I was on my way to feel mall cop too, you know, but I never made it. Yeah. But I was like, <laughs> obviously, but uh, it just goes to show that I was still working, you know, so my bottom was different. It was more, well, obviously it has to do with my son and, and, and all that too, but it wasn't like I wasn't homeless on the street, you know. Like my yeah. bottom was different. I was still working. I was still yeah, making money. Yeah. You know, it was more of like I lost everything else. I lost my freedom. I lost my family. I lost, you know, my car got impounded that I never got to get because back <laughs> because I was there way too long. And so you know, everything of mine, like clothes and stuff that was in my car, was gone. Everything was gone like that. You know, so I lost everything like that, and it was crazy because it took me so long to realize even after that you know got like I, I i say that i used to blame god all the time like why are you doing this to me why you put me here all the time why am i always getting arrested why 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 god you have left me you forgot about me and later i realized that god was trying to get to me this whole time he keeps yeah. bringing me back like wake up i'm trying to get to you i'm not like trying to hurt you and it's just, like looking back now i can see that you know but at the time i just blamed him for everything my dealer is not home. It's God's fault. You know, like they, they so just craziest things. And I would just like, you see, because God, God is everywhere, but he's not here with me. You know, I need this. Like, girl. It's, it's a crazy. conspiracy. It's, yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, thank God we can laugh about this today. Yes. Yeah, it was great. You brought us this far. You know? So, Jessica, if you were in this crazy, chaotic lifestyle. How yeah. did you, what was, I? was it a snap thing that you changed your life, or was it a gradual changing? So, um, Megan, one of my best friends from, you know, from the, from the scene in Vegas, and then um, she had kind of pulled away, found God, and I was just, like, at this, like, rock bottom. I was like, let's call her over. Um, she was a different changed woman, completely different changed woman. I saw that uh, we were so close before, and I saw her a different changed woman. It really spoke into me, and she loved Jesus, loved Jesus. And I um, uh, was feeling, it was over Christmas, super suicidal, just like, blurb, the, you know, a lull, all-time low. And um, I decided instead of going into, like, a Buddhist meditation like I normally would, I was going to pray. And um, I sat down. And I, I just came to God in such a, like, in a vulnerable way. It's just like, Jesus, like, I just need to hear from you. Like, Jesus, you know, hi. Hi. <laughs> hi. And I prayed, and I sat there for, I don't even know how long, a long time. And I was pouring tears, and I felt just, like, God's love all over, like, in every cell of my being. Like, I just felt love. And he just, like, poured into me in such a way. I was like... I'm so sorry I left you. Like, it's been so long since I talked to you. It's like, we got, we just had this, this moment. I felt like God just wrapped his arms around me and held me. And I just like let him. And That's and so I, beautiful. Uh, 
That's um, the most beautiful thing I've ever heard in my whole entire um, life. You know what that reminds uh, me of? It reminds me of um, um, that Kanye West song, Jesus Walk. Yeah. Um, you know, like at the end, he says, he says, um, I want to, uh, I want to talk to God, but it's been so long, but I'm afraid cause it's been so long. Like I, that's, that's how you feel. Like when, when you come back and he, I've felt that before, so I can feel what you, yeah, I get it. Yeah, oh, that's so good. And just his peace and love just like fell over me. And I started going to church and then I started, you know, kind of just letting like letting myself learn more about Christ and about his teachings and being, you know, and just about slowly letting go. Um, I wouldn't say it was slowly. No, I was pretty quick about, okay, we're going to church. You know what? God had it on my heart that everything needed to change. And I had this dream and then like, he spoke to me in this dream so clearly. I woke up and it was like, don't be afraid to lose everything you have. Don't be afraid, you know? And so I think I just started letting go and surrendering and it, we're always a work in progress, but um, I sort of just jumped in because it, it just, like, I knew his path was right. And there, there's plenty of mistakes along the way, for sure, but um, I started just surrendering. And I was like, I need to surrender my career as a whole and, like, see where God, like, what God has for me and his purpose. So That's I kind awesome. of sabotaged it. <laughs> kind of just was like, I love Jesus. I don't care. It went to these strip clubs. But I had to, like, cancel all these gigs and call these people because they booked, like, a year ahead. And I was like, I found God. I love Jesus. I can't come. And they're like, some of them are like, you're crazy. And some of them are like, I completely understand and I love what you're doing. You know, and some of them will sell on Facebook, like, you know, send me some love and stuff. So, and the last gig I couldn't get out of was in Vegas. And I went, my friend came with me. And I went on stage dancing to Christian music, and I was spinning and twirling in all white. <laughs> I was like, I don't care, because I had to do this by contract. So right. I was just like, Jesus, <laughs> spinning in all white, giving people hugs. Like, what is she doing? <laughs> <laughs> That's like, so funny. She has completely lost it out. You know, I wanted to share, because I think I, I comment this to you, but I don't think we never talked about it. You know, it was a few years before you came to Jesus and you changed your life, you know, Megan came over because she also knew that I had changed my life right after she changed her life, you know, and I had the son and she had just had her son. I think, sorry, I think he was like six months because we were talking about baby food and things like that, I remember. And she came over and she was praying for you so hard. And I was like, okay, girl, that's a battle. That's a battle because I've been there, you know, where she's at right now, yeah. not that long ago. And I remember that we stopped everything we're doing and we prayed for you right there oh, at my kitchen, beautiful. you know, at my old house. And from that moment on, I prayed for you. And when I saw that you came, I was like, wow, answer prayers. And I comment on your thing when I first saw you. So I was like, this is answer prayers. Megan, and I have been praying for you for a long time, her longer, you know. Yeah, thank you for that. And it was just, like, crazy to see, actually, (laughs) coming to work, you know? And I have been blessed to be able to see God at work many times with, you know, at my church and and, and volunteering, and I see a lot. But every time, it's still like, oh, it really happens. Like, prayer really comes to work, you know? (laughs) What I love about, yeah, 
love about your walk too is as I was like kind of unraveling coming out like I saw what you were doing too and it's like wow she's on fire for God and you're one of those people which I love too to see is like on fire where it's not like a mediocre it's like yes Jesus has transformed our lives yes what that looks like and I was just like oh Cobra so what does that look like for you Jessica everything I feel like all of my likes and my daily has changed and like he just gives you a new heart uh, and a spirit for like for people when I was really bitter towards people and now I feel like I just like have these relationships I want to pour into and um, sobriety has become like just like a step that's a lot easier than like I can't imagine doing that without him like, I know I don't want to use or don't want to have you know those things in my life I don't I haven't had sex in two years and I haven't um you know, I haven't masturbated in two years. I haven't. Yeah. You would have thought and told me I could refrain from that, like yeah. years ago. Like you know, God just transformed, and I know that I'm like in my singleness and stuff too. So when the time, I'm 35, so I think some people get really anxious about those kind of things. They're just like, I want what God has for me, and if I got to wait, I wait. You know, I'm a work in progress, so whatever yeah. He has. So it's um, taught me a lot about patience. Um, again, still a work in progress, but I always wanted everything done immediate and like, well, you know, so he's worked with I me used a to lot. Say, I'll make it happen. No matter what, I'll make it happen. You know, like, yeah. I will make it happen. <laughs> Yeah. And I sort of did. He just ended up really bad. Right. <laughs> it was like all backwards and illegal. Or, you know, I just... That's so <laughs> true. Like, That's yeah. so true. If you yeah. like force it, right? It's so yeah. bad. It never yeah. turns out yeah. right. It's the worst. But <laughs> if I just like let things go and yeah. they, it still happens. But yeah. it happens way nicer. Like things, yeah. it, I, I, the, you know, I had said to Jessica earlier that it took me a long time to like realize who I am and like who I, you know, who I've come to be in Christ and, and who I am and whose I am. But I'll tell you what, like when, when I, it was like that, as soon as I changed my thoughts, my, my whole being changed. Like everything, I feel like my whole self changed because that my thought was no longer on myself. It was what, whatever he wanted and whatever, like, where do you want my life to go? Okay. And I just started saying yes to him and like, it just moved on and I could see that's where, what you did, you know? So tell us about like, um, like, like a, a thing that you used to do that now you do differently. Yeah, isn't that? And oh, I think God, Barb, awesome. awesome. Thank so you. When we surrender wholeheartedly. Yes. And you are okay with God's way, you know, because I've been working on this for years, like six years. You know, I constantly, every day, multiple times a day, and I still do it with everything. Just like I get anxious, and I know that I don't need to be anxious because. It's going to happen how God wants to happen. And that's how I want it anyway. Right. So I don't even know why I get anxious because, you know, I'm human and I sin and I just, you know, so I am on this constantly battle of just surrendering and surrendering and surrendering because I'm okay and I want what God wants for me because every time it's much better than any plans I've had. 
Every time. Always. It works out like that. I'm like, Always. Oh, I didn't even imagine it like that. Always. You know? About trusting him. And I think that's what tough, is tough, too. I think um, just trusting everything to fall into place. When I first started walking, it was really hard to maybe to, like, explain to people in my personal, like, friends that maybe, like, we're falling off. Like, some people, some people hate Jesus, you know? And I think if you start talking about Jesus in the beginning, they're like, um, we're not trying to hear. <laughs> um, I think it's Thank really hard beginning to, um, I think with that, with people in your personal life and, like, letting people go. And I had to be like, you know what? It's okay if people want to, like, you know, leave and not understand. And a lot of times they come back full circle. And if they don't, that's okay, you know? Right, and I think everybody has their time, you know, and what I love is that I'm so much more understanding of other people's walk because of where I come from. You know, I grew up playing guitar in church and then I completely like Aww. did a 360 the other way, you know, a 180 and went the other way and that because I knew that what I was doing was wrong and I thought that God was just going to burn me. Mm-hmm. If I came back to God, you know. Jessica, what's your Instagram? Um, what is it? Faith and Fitness Motivation. I, I think I sent it to you, Barb. Yeah, I think. Um, yes, I got it. Might have been one of the tougher things to to navigate when I first came was like to let go of more of um, my content and stuff. I guess I'm like Instagram and that kind of stuff. He worked so hard for that, and it took me a little bit longer to let go of some of like the sexy pictures and things that I took. And I was like, you know, that all has to come down, you know. Oh, okay. So you were, you go. were, um, <laughs> so... I don't need to be showing my hand bra and stuff on my Instagram and then talking about Jesus. I was like, mm, it took a minute, it took a little bit longer than some of the other things. The That's okay. First, that was easier than some of the photos and some of that attention. I was still trying to hold on to. Oh, okay. Like, oh. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I had to go. It took me forever because yeah, it took a to, to yeah, it took a long time to to delete everything. There is one that I had. There is a photo that I just that was so big. I was like, only for me to see because I was so tired of just deleting everything. And it's funny because every time I use my before and after picture, I only use one picture because it's the only one I have clothes on. Yeah, like, we didn't wear clothes. clothes. And the other ones are, oh, like, yeah. half naked. So I'm like, well, I don't think that one can really, like, cut it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, that took a while. And it, it took um, a little bit just on the walk. It was tough with certain friends from that lifestyle that didn't understand. And they were, like, and I, I forgive them and stuff. And some of them would come back and, we, you know, we could talk. And I don't necessarily want to, um, you know, I'll let my life be sort of a testament rather than say, you know, like, you got to give your life to God. And sometimes we just don't, you know, I'll connect with them just to check on them and stuff. But um, so it's like you got to let your life be an example sometimes to people than hitting them over the head with stuff. And I think in the beginning I was so on fire. And I was like, Jesus, <laughs> dude, and I'm still on fire. But I think with some of the friends from the scene, it was uh, like a weird, it was, it was really awkward at first with some people. <laughs> So what do you do now, Jessica, to stay sober? How do you, how do you, um, work that every day for yourself? You know, it's funny because 
most days I don't have to think about it anymore. Um, nice. Like the, the stride has just gotten easier over time, you know? And so I think once you, what helps is everyone. So I used to smoke a lot of weed all day, every day, um, you know, from the vape pens to bowls to joints to all of it. So like weed was my first approach from the minute I wake up to the end of the day used to be my thing, you know? And so when I let it go, I was like, oh, I have a clear mind, like clear head. I don't feel like as spread out. And, you know, my thoughts were clear. Um, I wasn't spending as much money on stuff. And so I could see all the pros that came with sobriety. And um, I just think over time, it got simpler. And every once in a while, I will still crave it and that kind of thing. And then you just look back, you're like, okay, I've gotten this far. Um, If I just wait out that craving, it'll go away. and then pouring into like just sitting in God's word, like the more we're in God's word and listening to like worship music and stuff too. It's like, you just want to sanctify yourself. And, um, you know, I, I went to meetings for a while, like in the past and stuff that was super helpful. Um, but I think now I just don't like all of my, my interests have changed. Like I don't really go to bars and that kind of stuff. So that helps. Um, if people are like drinking wine or that kind of thing, I just don't like drink tea um, and it doesn't mean that you can't have like a glass of like some Christians can like can do that or whatever. But personally, I just decided to stay away from all of it. Yeah. You no. Know? So, um, yeah, I think like the farther away from it you get, and if I get really irritated or like when you get emotional, I think too, there's just like, you, you think about, Oh, if I had some weed or, Oh, if I had some sort of release, but I think in those moments, it's so helpful to like replace it with things like, like the word of God. And then like with fitness, um, or just replacing it with, you know, calling a friend, but I have to say, it's like, that's gotten easier. And I think it's true. Once we change our thoughts, our lives change, you know, like you, at least for me, like, I don't, I don't even think about, you know, like the other day I was like, oh, the lightning is so bad. I did modeling my whole life since I was six. I know where to stand for the lightning. And then Megan, mm-hmm. she was like, oh, if you stand, I was like, girl, I, my mind doesn't even work like that anymore. Like, I don't even think about that stuff. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. of course I should sit over here because the light over there. And I was like, it's so <laughs> funny how my thoughts have changed so much that like yeah. it doesn't even... Yeah. I don't even process it like that. You know, but she can still strike a pose. Don't think about things like wait, that. Let, let's not go too far, Raffaella, because you still strike a pose, honey. Oh, no. I <laughs> okay. Mean, there's things, she like takes I one picture, the same picture, every time she stands with her foot, one foot behind her other foot. Oh, what? Yes. Arm no, arms straight. Keeps you taller. Sideways. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Hilarious. Hilarious. Sinful. (laughs) Anyways, Jessica, thank you so much for coming and talking to us. You know, I love you so much. I loved you then, the way you were before, and I loved you even more now. You know, I'm so grateful to God for your life and for your willingness to come and share your story, you know, with us, with the world. I know you're very open about it, and I appreciate you so much. And, you know, I pray God blesses you with your wildest dreams forever and ever. And um, I'm just grateful. I'm happy. And I feel blessed, you know, to be able 
to experience some of that with you back then and to see yeah. that we are over here now. You know, there is a different type of connection, and I say this all the time, yeah. with people that have seen you in your worst and now sees you doing such a, living such a different life, you know? Yeah. Yeah, praise God that we can be, like, sitting here right now and talking about stories and, like, connecting on that. Well, yeah. You know, and it's so crazy to me. Like, I love this. Yeah. <laughs> like, really. How God connects everything, you know, how Barb and I met, how you and I met, oh. how Megan and I met, you know? even though we were in the same industry yeah and it's still such unique stories and and you know i'm grateful to god that i have been blessed to have so many of my way back when friends mm -hmm. on my podcast now you know yeah. it's been you yeah. and and ellie and, and candace and you know megan it's just like it's just so good you know to see yeah you are doing good. good right for those who love family, amen. 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 Okay. I love that. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Jessica. We're going to wrap it up. And um, I just want to remind everyone that um, we're here for you. If you need um, to talk, if you guys want to reach out, we're here um, on our, you can reach out by social media on our Instagram or Facebook is Recovery 201 Podcast. Or on um, email, it's recovery201podcast at gmail.com. And, you know, just remember during these really tough times, life is getting really lifey right now. So we need to stay prayed up. Right, Roth? Stay prayed up. Yep. Speak love. And spread hope. Spread hope. Thank you so much, and we'll see you soon. I'm Rafaela. And I'm Barb. Bye. Bye.